This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Geico presents Daily Affirmations. Repeat after me. Our thoughts are like the ocean. Our thoughts are like the ocean. Our thoughts create our reality. Our thoughts create our reality. We're thinking Geico offers claim service 24-7 with personalised attention from an assigned team. Geico offers claim service? Um, I I wasn't thinking that. We think it and it becomes our reality. So, uh, what about washboard abs? Let's give it a go. Think really hard. Okay, abs, abs, abs. Yep, keep thinking. To manifest more Geico in your life, go to geico.com. You're listening to the West Ham Way podcast with Dave and X. Oi, oi! Hello and welcome to the West Ham Way podcast with myself, Dave Walker, and XWH employee. It was a massive opportunity against Everton and we didn't take it. Do we point the finger at West Ham or do we just take our hats off to Everton? Is the dream of a Champions League finish dead or still very much alive? We'll be talking about the game and our remaining fixtures before getting news from X and answering questions from patrons of the West Ham Way. It wasn't our day today, mate. Why didn't we get the result that we desperately wanted against an out of form Everton? I think it was a couple of things. I think Everton set up very defensively. They had five at the back. They were very solid. I mean, I've always said it. Carlo Ancelotti is a superb tactician and he got a tactic spot on against us. And also the problem is, is that we only have one forward. So if that's not working, then we have no other options to do anything. We can't stick two forwards on. Or we can't, you know, we can't change one of the forwards. We can't have maybe go from playing on the ground to having a target man. You know, we, we just have no options up front and I think unfortunately with their defensive setup with that lack of options and the fact that we just didn't really we just weren't on our game just unfortunately a combination of all of them meant that it was quite a disappointing performance to be honest with you I mean you could argue that we could have put Jesse up front with Antonio or even Jared yeah, yeah, true, but they're still not out and out strikers, mate. No. They're still you're sticking wingers and midfielders up front like Antonio is anyway. You know, mm. I, I just think if we had if we had a, a proper 
You know, even like a you know, like a target man that could have got up there and we could have played Antonio off and we can start it too. Right, okay, ball's not working on the ground here. Let's start pumping the ball into the box a bit. You know, he could have pushed Suchek up there as well. You know, put a target man, Suchek up there, hit hit them in the air and hopefully Antonio and Lingard and whoever could have fed off it. But there was just no, we don't really have a, a plan, a big... A, a B game, a plan B or whatever. We don't really have that. We just have one because we don't have enough squad depth in terms of first team, in terms of that can change the tactics to um, actually actually change our system. And I just think Everton just played really, really well as well. Yeah, I agree. We are limited in terms of our options. And in terms of a plan B, I think you're right. Um, and it's an Achilles heel when you come up against an Everton side like we did today. I mean, my view on it is yes, we could have shown more quality on the ball. Yes, we could have moved the ball quicker at times. Yes, we could have been smart with creating space for each other. But you know what? I, I have to say that from Everton was one of the best defensive performances I can remember. To yeah. be honest, it yeah. was flawless. And that coupled with the fact that we just didn't get the rubber to green, did we? I mean, Ben Rama's miss was poor. Shufal hitting the post was unlucky. And the way Jared was positioned to receive the ball on the rebound was even unluckier. Some questionable decisions that didn't go our way, injuries. It just wasn't to be. Very frustrating, but it just wasn't to be. Yeah, no, exactly. I think it just, you're right. It wasn't to be like, you know, there was times, yeah, like the Boeing one when the ball just didn't drop right and, you know, and just, you know, Sheffield's could have been an inch sort of slightly in and it would have got in and I think if, if um, he'd scored, then we would have we would have gone on to win the game. So there was just, yeah, little bits of play that just didn't go, get, didn't go for us. And I think, you know, we just, when Lanzini went off as well, we're kind of lacking a bit of, you know, like consistency um, in sort of what we'd been setting out to do. I think if Declan had been playing, it might have been a different result as well. Um, and yeah, just, a, just frustrating, really. I mean, I don't want to be too down about it because at the end of the day, we're sitting in a position I never would have imagined. But when we were really go had a chance of Champions League if we'd won our remaining four games... And we haven't won a game against Everton, who probably the, well, are the best team out of the ones we've got remaining, but we should have been better. And we beat them away from home. I don't. I think we could have beaten them at home if we'd been on our game. But, yeah, it's just one of those things, unfortunately. I mean, what could we have done better, in your opinion? I think we just need to create more chances, maybe. It was hard because, obviously, they set up so defensively. But I just don't think we had an alternative like game plan you know it, all that has worked so f- well for us this season just wasn't working today you know Lingard didn't really do a huge amount which I'm not sure was his necessarily his fault but he didn't Suchek since Declan Rice hasn't been in the team has not performed anywhere near the standard he was when Declan's in the team in my opinion hence why Declan has to be hammer of the year but we'll cover that probably later on um, and I just think we you know Ben Rama should have scored the header uh, that should have been put away. And I just think it was just things like that, marginal things. Like when you're in the Premier League, you cannot miss chances like that, particularly when you, you know, you haven't scored like pit so a few people said, why did no one slaughter Antonio for his miss um last week or whatever? But he'd already scored two goals at that point. You know, like it's slightly different. And you know, Ben Rami have to take those chances. And I just don't think the players were completely on their game. You know, you brought Yarmolenko on, Yarmolenko didn't really do much. And I just think this is just a bit of a, I don't know, just, we just weren't quite on it today. Mm, what did you think of their goal? 
I think we could have done a lot better. I mean, it was a great pass. I'm not, not disputing that. He's had a very good through ball, Al Berkovich esque. But um, I think he, I think Dawson didn't do enough, and I don't think Fabianski did enough. Harsh on Fabianski, yeah, and I'll get slaughtered for it. But again, I think Fabianski of two, three years ago, when he was Hammer of the Year, might have done better. I'm not saying 100% he would have saved it, but he would have at least got close to it. But yeah, it's just not. I think, I think that's a bit. Harsh it is. It is. I'm saying that. I'm saying that, mate. I'm not. I'm not sitting here going, "Oh, Fabianski you should have saved that." I'm just saying, at his peak, at his peak, I think you'd have done better. I'm not that, but at his peak, he was a phenomenal keeper. You know, one of the best keepers we've had for a season. So maybe he was just excelling himself that season. But I also think Dawson was too easily sort of turned and given too much space. I mean, you know, that's not get it wrong, Calvert-Lewin has been on fire this season and looks a very good forward for England to take into the Euros. Um, You know, you've got to probably say behind Kane, he has to be second choice, I would say, in terms of forward for the Euros. But, um, yeah, I just think think we could have done a bit better. I'll make you right. I think Dawson definitely should have done better. He wasn't switched on when that ball was put through to Calvert-Lewin. And that allowed Calvin-Lewin to get uh, Calvert-Lewin to get a yard on Craig and he was never going to catch him from there so that was disappointing he just wasn't switched on and I think if you're up against a pacey striker you need to anticipate when that ball's coming in you have to try and read the yeah. game and I just think he switched off at that point and that was really disappointing talking of disappointing I think that's the word I'd use to describe Ben Rama tonight would you agree? Yeah I mean I think there was times when he looked lively-ish and he looks like he's trying to create things. There was one period when he held on to the ball quite well. I still remember thinking, oh, he's done well there. But, you know, it's that sort of end product, really. I mean, he got a couple of, you know, he got a good assist to get Burnley. But, you know, again, he's not scored. And this is a player that was bought because he scored sort of 15, 16 goals for Brentford. And we thought we were going to be getting the same same sort of thing for us. He's not scored. Now, I'm not going to stand here and slay him because I've stood up for him. And I still think he has got a lot of potential. But, you know, this whole season without a goal is a, is a long time to go, really, in his position. And you do have to start to question it a little bit. I'm not going to write him off now. But I'm going to see what he does at the end of next season. But, yeah, not not really on it. I mean, to be fair, though, in his defence, the only player, in my opinion, and maybe I'm being harsh here, maybe there was two, but certainly one, the only player that I think really played that well, and I haven't had a chance to put the patron Man of the Match um, award thing out yet, but my Man of the Match was easy for now. He was the only one for mm. me that I think was was on, on his game and playing well. I think you could argue maybe Shafal was was decent as well. But yeah, um, argue. yeah but I think maybe those two and I, I no one else really I don't think played very well. Mm, yeah, I know. It was um average at best really, wasn't it? Um what do you think of those jumping on Jesse Lingard's form recently? Harsh or justified? Um it's a bit of both. I mean justified in the sense that he hasn't been at the same levels that he'd created uh he'd put himself at before. But that said, the team hasn't been, you know, and, and he, he set such a high bar 
that maybe he sort of peaked a little bit. And, you know, I think he's probably playing with a little bit of a, a niggle, I would say, because it was ever since he had that, you know, knee injury, wasn't it? When he had to come off, that he's not really performed. And I think he's just such an important player for us that we are making him play now when really he might need a rest. You know, if we weren't, if we weren't going for anything right now, he might be on the bench for the next game. But because our games are so important, we can't afford to do that at the moment. So we have to play. Him. So I think it's harsh, and obviously, 100%, it's not changed my opinion on him. We need to sign Jesse Lingard for next season, no matter what. Um, so yeah, to jump on and say maybe he's not as good as we thought he was, in my opinion, is is harsh. Yeah. Mm. Do you think Everton wanted it more than we did today? Um, no, I think we probably did want it. I just think they set up tactically better than us. You know, like I said, Carlo Angelotti is a great manager. And I also, before the game, I looked at their squad and I thought, you know, in depth, their squad is better than ours. You know, their bench, you know, I can't remember who was on it now, but they had like Fabian Delph, they had Josh King, you know, they had Bernard, they had a few other players, Sigurdsson maybe, or did he start... I remember he started, yeah, except that free kick, didn't they? But there was a few players on their bench that I thought, you know, I thought, you know, their bench is much stronger than our bench. Um, you know, on our bench, don't get me wrong, like I said, I massively rate Coventry, but he's not played for us in the first team, really. Or Debeku, who's not played for us in the first team. You got Balbuena, who I rate, but he's probably going to leave at the end of the season. And you got Yarmolenko, who's probably going to leave at the end of the season. Uh, Fredericks, who's decent ish, but. No, not a game changer. Johnson, who again's decent-ish, but a youngster, really. So I think when you look at the benches, Everton's bench was a lot stronger than ours. Um, but I just think tactically they got it right and, and we didn't. Yeah, I agree with that, actually. I agree in the sense that I don't think they wanted it more than we did. And do you know what? Nothing makes me angrier than seeing West Ham lose because we've got a bunch of players that don't give a shit. Oh, yeah. And that wasn't the case. No, today. no, no. That hasn't no. been the case all season. No, no, definitely not. Um, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, we had 69% of the possession and we also had more shots, but not one of them was on target. Again, I just think that's a testament to them defensively. Yeah. I certainly don't think there was a lack of endeavour on our part. And it was just one of those days. And to be fair, we haven't had many of them, have we? No, I think you have to accept, unfortunately, it's came at the wrong... Like, you know, bad timing, really. But I think you just have to accept that they do happen sometimes. And we're getting to the end of the season where we have had a depleted squad. I mean, let's not forget Ogbonna didn't play, Declan Rice didn't play, Mazuaku didn't play, Lanzini went off injured, Cresswell went off injured. You know, you're missing some key players. You're missing your captain and your best player in Declan Rice, obviously Mark Noble as well. Um, and then Ogbonna, who's probably your second best player. I mean, Missing both of them, um, and uh, and I think we've had a very small squad for pretty much the whole of the season. So when you come towards the end of the season, you know fatigue is going to start to come in a little bit, um, and maybe that game was a bit too. Um, didn't come at the right timing for us, but the remaining three games, you know, you got West, you got Brighton, who have just had two of their best players suspended mm. and will pretty much be, you know, got nothing to play for. Um, although they could still go down. I think by the time we play them, unless Fulham have beaten Southampton in the early kickoff, they will be mathematically safe. Um, and then you've got um West Brom, who have just been relegated because I just checked Arsenal have beaten them 
3-1. Um, so they've just been relegated now. So they've got nothing to play for. And then you've got Southampton, who have nothing to play for. So the remaining three games should all be wins. I mean, I know you can't say that in the Premier League, and we said it about the Everton game. But realistically, if you was to pick three games for the remainder of the season, you know, you wouldn't be far off picking those three, would you? You'd pick, yeah. other than Sheffield United, maybe, that you'd probably pick those three. Mm. Yeah, so. I agree. Despite that, is Champions League dead for us now? Not dead, but very, very hard. The only thing that's going to save it is that if Liverpool don't go on the run, that realistically they should. Leicester have got some tough games. Leicester, I think, from memory, have got to still play Tottenham, Chelsea and Manchester United. They have. So, yeah, so Leicester could be caught still. Um, and then, you know, Tottenham have got to play Leicester. I think they might have what a Villa and Wolves, maybe. Um, so... There is still a chance. I mean, at the end of the day, if we don't get the Europa League or the Conference League, which is such a crap name, it really should have, <laughs> they really should have renamed that because obviously in England, the Conference is the, you know, the yeah. league below the league. So I think yeah. it's such a crap name. But um, yeah, that we really should, really should get a, Euro, a European spot. Yeah, I can't see us catching Chelsea now. I think that ship has sailed for me. Yeah. Um, so it would need Leicester to lose two of their last three games. But like you say, it's the next two games are Man United away and Chelsea away. So yeah. I, don't, I don't think this is done yet. I'm actually more worried about Liverpool. Yeah, definitely. They're a point behind us with a game in hand and their last four fixtures are Man United away, which is massive for them, but it's massive for us. Yeah. West Brom away, Burnley away and Palace at home. So three of their last four are away from home. It's not going to be easy for them by any stretch of the imagination, but... Looking at it like that, it's actually in their hands. Yeah, yeah, and and you'd expect them, you know, other than United, you'd expect them to win the other three games. Yeah, you would, you would. Well, I think it's fair to say that we have got the easiest runnings out of the teams around us. But despite what you're saying, and you're right, Brighton might not have anything to play for. They've got two players suspended. I don't think that's a gimme. Brighton. No, because they're our bogey side. That's the problem. That's right. And you could argue with nothing to play for. You know, a side playing about pressure is a dangerous side. You know, maybe they're going to start to enjoy it now. And I think that's going to be a tough game. And that's up next. I mean, do you fancy us there? Yeah. I think the suspension of Duncan Malpai is, is big. Because I would say, if I was to pick two players from Brighton that I would want to come to West Ham, maybe White as well, but and maybe... I think they've got a decent central midfielder, a foreign lad, can't remember his name now. But um, yeah, I think um, Duncan Malpai would be the two that I would take. To yeah. the fact that they're suspended is a massive thing for us. Yeah, it's Andy, isn't it? It is Andy. Yeah. I mean, I've got to say, I do think it's going to be a tough game, but I do fancy the win because, you know, I, I don't know how much of a rocket up the arse was actually required after today. But, you know, the boys ain't stupid. They know what's at stake. Um, and this season has just been absolutely incredible. But I've just been so blown away by their professionalism and heart and desire to win. You know, we've got a team of winners there. And we've waited a long time to say that about West Ham. You know, at last we have a winning mentality. And I, I just can't see that wavering in the last three games. I think they, they know what's at stake. They know we're going to need a favour or two from teams around us. But we've got it all to play for. Because like you say, you know, Leicester have got a very difficult running. And Liverpool have got it all to do, starting yeah. with Man United away. So we're still in this without a shadow of a doubt. And look, the dream is Champions League. Of course it is. But 
I don't think there's a West Ham fan on the planet that would be disappointed to get Europa League qualification. I think there will actually. To be honest, if you have had a few conversations so, today, yeah, with people that feel like our squad's not suited for it, and it would muck up our season next year. And I, I, I understand their point because you look at Wolves, for example. You know they've. Not had a terrible season, but they've not reached the heights that they did before when Burnley, was it Burnley, I think, were in it. It mucked their season up a little bit. I think it uh, it would depend what we did in the summer, but I think if I'm thinking selfishly as a fan, uh, I see two things. I see, firstly, I'd want to go to away games in Europe. So, obviously, I need them to qualify. And second of all, I think if you're in Europa League, it makes players more attracted to join you. You know, if you're in, if you're, say you're in the championship, right, and, and you know, West Ham are coming in for you and you think, right, I'm not going to be a starter there, but they've brought me to challenge for the first team. Well, if West Ham are in the Europa League, you think, right, okay, I might not start the Premier League games necessarily at the start, but there's a strong chance I'm going to get in the Europa League squad. I'm going to be able to push my way in through that whilst performing on a European stage that it encourages players to want to, to want to join, which may not have done before. So I think, yeah, for those two reasons, I would. But I, but it would need us to bring in some players um, to give squad depth so that we're not so um, fatigued every week. Because, I mean, the, the, when it gets tough is if you have a core, like we're a squad of what we've got now, and then they're travelling to, like, you know, the... Um, east of Russia, say, um, you know, for a Thursday night, and then travelling back, and then they're playing, um, you know, I don't know, say in Newcastle on the Sunday night. It's things like that that really disrupt, you know, their, the players. But as long as we strengthen well, then, which I'm not sure if we will or not, but if we did, then I would definitely take it. I mean, I will take it, there's no doubt in my mind, but I do slightly understand the other people's opinions. I can see it because it, it has been seen as a bit of a poison chalice before, and we have seen it affect the likes of Burnley or Wolves, for example. But this is why we're in it, you know? We're never going to get into the league. You know, it's a stretch to really genuinely have a crack at the FA Cup or the League Cup. So a European tour, certainly this season, is our most realistic chance of giving the fans the best experience possible. And, and as long as we are comfortably away from relegation next season, I'd suffer West Ham 14th, 15th, even 16th to have a crack at a European tour for the reasons that you've mentioned, you know, the away days and the experience and mm. the European nights. You know, I'm not being funny. I love the fact that West Ham are a Premier League side. And I'm not underestimating that. But every year, all we're doing is treading water in that division. You know, no one is going to reflect back in years and years and years to come and say, oh, remember that season we finished 12th? Remember that season we finished 10th and one fuck all? Wasn't that brilliant? You know, we do it every single year, and I'm grateful for the fact that we do it every year in the best league on the planet. But for once in a blue moon, take a fucking gamble and just have a crack at enjoying a European tour. It's a no-brainer for me, you know. And unless it was at the detriment that badly where we were relegated on the back of a heavy European campaign, then I'd say, okay, fair enough. But I think we'd have too much quality to to worry about finishing in the bottom three out of 20. Yeah, I think so. I mean, certainly when you look at the teams coming up and the teams that are probably going to be still down there. I mean, realistically, Norwich aren't going to spend any money when they come up. And it's going to be interesting to see how well they do because whilst I think I love 
Norwich as a club, I love the way they set up. Like they went into the Premier League last year and they didn't, or the year before, they didn't spend too much money. They basically thought we're going to just keep, we're going to build a team that will get us back up next year so that we can then try and sort of, they try and build a long term project and they're investing in like the academy and they're investing in their training facilities so that they're thinking long term rather than, you know, like a Sheffield United that went up for two a season, did all right, and then ended up getting relegated and then have got to get rid of all these like high profile big money signings like that forward that was at Liverpool Brewster you know that's not done anything and so Norwich I think a really well run club then you got Watford who are a bit hit and miss aren't they you never quite know what you're going to get from them and then it's one from Bournemouth, Barnsley, Swansea or Brentford. So you think all three of them are probably going to be down there. And then Newcastle, they're probably still going to have Ashley and Steve Bruce. So I can't see them being much better next year. Burnley uh, near the relegation zone and all right, he always keeps them up, but their time's got to come at some point because they never spend any money. Brighton or another, you know, Southampton started the season brilliantly, and had they not started the season so well, they'd have been in big trouble now. Um, so there's going to be at least five or six teams, hopefully, that are worse than us. Crystal Palace, maybe, you know, and and you think if that's the case, then yeah, let's go for go for Europe. I, I I would. I mean, at the end of the day, what are we playing for? Yes, we've been in the Champions League contention for this part of the season, but realistically, we're not going to do that every year. I do honestly believe, and I hate to sound negative, but I do honestly believe the COVID situation has helped with that because teams just haven't been quite the same. You know, if you really look at it, right, and injuries, I mean, look at Liverpool. Liverpool lost Van Dijk early on, and they never seemed to really recover from that properly. But Liverpool were amazing last year, and look what they've been like this year. You know, Tottenham have deteriorated massively. Arsenal have... Chelsea had until recently Um, you know there's teams that have really sort of not been at the races this season that next season would be so Europa League is realistically the best we're ever going to get so we need to take it seriously when we're in it I think oh yeah without a doubt and you know there's taking it seriously and then there's not making it a priority but playing to win and what I mean by that is you know Moisey ain't silly you know, he will be very aware of protecting our Premier League status, but at the same time trying to win these Europa League games. So there's no reason why we can't field a lot of fringe players and youth players in some of these games because, you know, we will be playing some teams that we've never heard of before, but we should still be expected to win with a lesser side. So, you know, I think it's getting that balance of preserving your best players and using them as and when you need to versus, you know, giving some of these players an opportunity. And for some players, what an opportunity it's going to be, by the way. Oh, definitely. I mean, people like, say, Connor Coventry again, or Mipu Odubeku, who have been on the subs bench, what, continuously for the last two months, but haven't actually got a minute of football. Connor Coventry, as far as I know, hasn't stepped pit on the pitch for West Ham in the league this year. Yeah, he's been on the bench, might have maybe earlier on in the season, but certainly in the last two, three months since Declan and Noble's been out, he's been on the bench every single week but he's not actually got on the pitch so if he and he's gonna have a dilemma next year because you know he's like i think he's 21 and he's gonna be like do i stick around at west ham where i'm gonna not basically play football i'm too good for the academy side now but i'm not getting in the first team um so what do i do but if he knows that they're going to be in europa league next year he's probably thinking well i'm going to get at least five six games to show what i can do so it might make some of these academy players actually 
have more re- like oh, like potential opportunities for them, which might keep them happy as well. Yeah, spot on, spot on. Well, I would normally take this opportunity to give you some shit over beating you for another week in the predictions league, but you'll be happy to know that I'm not really in a fucking mood. And I don't think it anyone is. else gives a shit tonight either. No one's ever given a shit, let's be honest. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not cha- it's not changed tonight. Everyone's they like, they always is- give a shit. You know, I don't ever want to do this, but <laughs> the messages I get, Dave, give us an update. How are you getting on? I'm like, all right, I'll talk about it then if you really want to know that much. But Mate, I can actually see the statistics on the podcast. I can see, like, what's the most listened to bits and which bits are fast-forwarded and stuff. This is the bit that all... Always gets fast forward. How, yeah. how, how do you see those analytics, mate? Where are you getting them from? From the sources I have. Uh, what, what? Who are they? Podcast.com. Uh, podcast.com? Yeah. That's original. <laughs> it's not my marketing, mate. You take out with them. <laughs> no, I think it's fair to say you've dodged a bullet there, mate, because uh, I've come out on top again this week. I'll just leave it at that. Albeit have you? What, was, what did you have for Arsenal West Brom? Do not fucking tell me you had 3-1. I don't know, actually. I can't actually remember, but I must have had something similar. Let's have a look. What did you have? I think I think I had a 2 nil win. Okay, look, let's have a quick look. points for. Yeah, let's have a quick look on this one, because I, I may have put 3-1 for that one, you know. Let that's me have a little... No, let me have a look. Sure that's enough if you have. No, it won't be enough, but it might make it a bit more interesting. Oh, no. What did you that? put? Um... 2-1, shock. 2-1. Close, but no fucking cigar, as always. <laughs> Let's have a look then, because my internet's... No, oh, you're, you're ahead, don't worry, I've just seen it. But the, <laughs> thing, the, thing, the thing is, though... Like, oh, I, I, how long before you pull the luck card out your fucking... No, I'm, no I'm, not, I'm actually going to... The 35th gonna give, fucking week. I'm actually going to give you a compliment here. Oh, go on, fucking I was going to say, first of all, yeah, you know, I'll throw in... It's not been a normal season to the COVID, but what I was... But, <laughs> the standard but, disclaimer. The standard disclaimer, but what I was going to say is... I've actually not done that badly this year. You make it out as if I've had a, had a shocker, but actually I'm in the top 100. And, you know, I don't know where you finished last year, but I think had this been last year and I've got the score that I've got now, I would have beaten you last year. Um, but this year you've just been ridiculous. I think mean, you're like 40th or something in the whole game. Yeah, I think I am actually. Just looking at it for this week, I've got 103 points and you've got 41, which has... Yeah, I mean, that has increased the gap a little bit. I think overall, as it stands, I am now sitting... I don't mean to prolong this for you, mate. It's not deliberate. Um, I'm still stuck on our table. I'm not sure. I'm early 40s. Exactly. So you've actually just done really, really well. So it's more you've done well than I've done crap. Okay. I think there's a hidden compliment in there somewhere. There is a compliment in there. (laughs) Right, okay. It's time to see what's what. To listen to the rest of this podcast, you need to be a patron of the West Ham Way. Becoming a patron couldn't be easier. Just visit www.patreon.com 
forward slash the West Ham way and confirm your subscription to get full access to the West Ham way podcast, our second weekly show called the West Ham way podcast extra time, classic clips of audio and video interviews, exclusive news from X, match day team news before anyone else, an exclusive forum, live Q&As with myself and X, monthly prize draws, discounts on events and merchandise, and behind-the-scenes content, all of which for just £5 a month. It's Macy's Labor Day sale, so gear up as summer cools down with 30% off timeless looks from Levi's and specials like 30 to 50% off statement-making shoes for her and 60% off luggage from Samsonite and more. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and get an extra 20% off more great deals. Plus, Star Rewards members can earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Going on now. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Hey, Becky, what about this beat for your next song? Mm, it's cool, but I'm into faster stuff lately. Like Xfinity that gives me beyond gig speeds. Got it. What about this then? Mm. It sounds powerful, just like Xfinity. Because its supersonic Wi-Fi has three times the bandwidth, you can connect hundreds of devices at once. <laughs> That's what I call power. Unbeatable internet from Xfinity. Made to do anything so you can do anything. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. Requires compatible Xfinity gateway. Limited quantities available. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.